Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William, the Opinion Updike. And I, of course, am Positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credential media folks. Mm-hmm. Bring it locked on Clippers. When do we bring it? Monday through Friday, 7 a.m., five days a week. Make us your first listen. It's a good way to start the day. You know, get prepped on the clips. We do pregame episodes the day of, right at 7 a.m., so you're good to go. And postgame episodes, again, at 7 a.m., so you know exactly what happened the next morning. Absolutely. Picture for picture. Uh, <laughs> kicking things off today, we're talking Clippers versus Timberwolves. This is going to be the final game of the Clippers preseason. Oh, yeah. It's going to be in Ontario, so yes. shout out to anyone who's in the area who's going to go to that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, All the Ontario to... heads we got out there. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about what we need to do well in this one, as well as what could go wrong, give you a couple of key matchups to take a look at and then it's the freshies every single monday we're talking about new guys we're gonna talk about luke Kennard, great performance against the Mavs. oh yes we're gonna talk about that uh isaiah hartenstein hartenstein rather seems like a lock we got to talk about that uh and bbjr what does this regular season look like mm-hmm. so all that and more in that and then in shavings we're talking everything else uh running <laughs> running around the nba mixtape uh, jerseys date nights for clippers players it's, it's gonna be a fun time everything you could want so all that and more coming up right about now you are locked on clippers your daily los angeles clippers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day yes so the clippers conclude their preseason in ontario california versus the timberwolves how do you feel just kind of overall these heading into the final preseason game? How are you feeling about what you've seen so far from the Clippers? Like, honestly, I, I feel really, really good. Um, you know, we got to see a huge show out and, like, leap, really, from Brandon Boston Jr., which yes. has been, like, really fulfilling to watch. Our second-slash-third center watch has basically been solidified. It's been very fun, too. <laughs> and and I think in a way that a lot of people can be really comfortable with or at least have a different look at. Yeah. Um. And, you know, we saw, like, look, man, like, Re- Reggie and Bledsoe seem like they're going to work together great. The process is definitely there. Mm-hmm. Uh. You know, and Reggie looks like he hasn't skipped a beat. Right. Bledsoe looks happy to be here. Bledsoe looks happy to be here. Luke Kennard looks great. Look, man, honestly, like, win, lose, or draw – I would say it was a win. It's going pretty well. Like yeah, regardless of what for record sure. would indicate. Like I, I would say there good were a preseason. Lot of positive takeaways for me. Preseason normally isn't something that I even get that excited about, but there are, you know, still so many questions about the team this year that yeah. I feel like a lot of it has been really um fulfilling or affirming. Affirming yeah. is the word I'm That's a good for. call. Um what do we need to do well in this final preseason game? All right, so I would really like to see another strong showing of the bench guys. Look, right. as we wind, I hope these, it's kind of only bench guys. Yeah, <laughs> as we wind these preseason games down, like I'd like to be seeing, you know, less of the starters. I know that I got a little greedy early and wanted to see them. I we there. called it uh, that Terrence Mann might be a he shouldn't play as much, and he definitely should not play as much in this game. Definitely, I don't think. Yeah, no, that's that's a hundred percent fair. So if Terrence is limited in this one, we'll be seeing even more bench guys. Really love to see an efficient Luke in the last game against the Mavs. Oh, it was great. No reason why he couldn't do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last game also, we even got a pretty decent showing from Amir, his strongest game, I thought, from the <laughs> preseason yes, so far. Absolutely. Uh, so if he was able to kind of build on that, I think that that'd be great. Uh, Hartenstein, obviously great. I'm not going to talk too much about him right now because we're going to talk about it more in the freshies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if Zoo can't go, this is just my quick thing on Hartenstein. Should he get some burn with the starters, or do you think that yes. he should stay with the second unit because that's likely where he'll be in the season? We're going to see so much shuffling this year. Um, Ty Lu mentioned that 
one of Reggie or Bled is kind of going to be on the court at all times, it seems like. Which makes sense. So I think Hartenstein playing with as many starters as possible is a good thing. Yeah. Right? Like, because we're going to see a bunch of tinkering. Like, we might find... He's obviously a great passer. He already has chemistry with Luke. So, yeah, see what he can do with the starters. And, like, why not give him the reps if Giles isn't going to be that guy, right? Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, what else do we need to do well on this one? Time management for the mainstay guys. Yeah. Um, Terrence had what appeared to be an ankle thing versus the Mavs, but Tyloo said it wasn't his ankle, despite all of us kind of seeing that happen. Um, he still came back into the game. I'm just not sure we need to see that again. We just don't. We know what Terrence can do. Oh, yeah. Get him his 15 minutes, whatever. Stop playing Terrence at that point. And this goes to, like, if Luke is looking good early, like, it's weird with the last preseason game because I don't know if I want to see a shorter rotation to see what our guys really have or if I want to see a bigger rotation to make sure no one, there's no incidents. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying go full on layup line. Everybody gets everybody. Gets, I'm fine with that. Um Another thing I hope we do well, I want to see, I want Bledsoe to get showcased in the pick and roll more. Let's just run it a bunch so we can get comfortable with everybody doing it, even if Zoo is out. And he hasn't been shooting well in the paint over the last two games. He's one of five in the paint. Five attempts, though. I mean, I feel sure. like that's like nothing like, to lose your head about. But so give him more reps is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, let him get maybe five combined shots in the paint in this game as opposed to the other game. So just seeing those fall would be good for momentum's sake. It's like, you're right. It's nothing to, like, pull your hair out over or anything like that. But it'd be nice to see him have an offensive like no i'm with exclamation you. I, point to I, the, i'm to with the you preseason. In, and in terms of process too you you want to see that improving every single game. yeah so I, I totally get where you're at i'm just saying you know it's not like the floor is falling out yeah anything. for sure uh, uh what could go wrong in this one so look I, I think both of our kind of qualms so far with the preseason in general if i'm not mistaken are, are kind of just offensively mm -hmm. right which have been some of our biggest questions coming into the season which also makes sense right it takes a little longer for defense to get tuned up and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah so i think we're both hoping that it looks a little bit more locked in than it did versus the mavs look i i think like on my end i just want to see them forcing the timberwolves to shoot a little bit more yeah get them out of the spots where they're comfortable there's not a lot of reliable shooting from deep on this timberwolves right. squad yeah um and we haven't really been limiting teams in the paint at all during the preseason <laughs> yeah. the defense has been honest. pretty rough for we got, sure we got outscored in the paint 68 to 4 to 46 by dallas mm -hmm. do we push the panic button we is it, there's is it no, time to push the panic button I, so in my mind the way the panic button works is that there's a key that you have to use at the same time as someone else with the yeah. identical key i mean we each so, have a briefcase handcuffed right. to each of our wrists i don't even think we're at the break the handcuff part on the briefcase of the panic button yet um, I think the panic button should truly, the only time that I think we will maybe need to hit the panic button this season is going to be if we don't have an ideal record after that first month and a half at home. Um, but right now, no, like, let's just, you know, it's preseason stuff. Got a new starter, you know, defensively it, it's difficult to work into. So I just want to see good process, I guess. You know, I don't want to see Ty Lu furious on the sidelines on this game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. What else do you not want to see? I hope that we we don't get to see George King again. That would suck. Um, I don't want that to happen. He had a great game one of the preseason, like kind of surprised some people. Um, but his time and his time has just dwindled. He got a did a you know DNP coach's decision versus the Mavs. 
which is kind of interesting. So I'm wondering if his minutes are just kind of up. And I'm not sure how impactful for the team as a whole, like more George King minutes would be. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think in that's terms totally of process. Fair. Yeah. But it just mean he showed some nice stuff in that first game. Like, I think this is maybe just from a selfishly because I, I like George King as a player. Just give him some more time to see what he can do in this preseason. Um, maybe some more preseason meme glory would be a good time. But again, that's not that big of an issue <laughs> like for how this game goes. Is there anything else uh, that could maybe go wrong in this game? No. I mean, like, look, I don't mean to keep harping on the defense. And once again, it's not, important, though. We're not freaking out. It'd be great to not have all the starters being double digit minuses and right in the in the plus minus. I think that's fair. Um, good process. That's all we want to see. Moving on to these key matchups. First one I have is uh, Clippers fans' emotions versus seeing Pat Bev. We love you, Patrick Beverly. You did so much for this team. Hope you're doing well, buddy. Yeah. Kind of where I'm at on that one. Um, miss you, man. Miss you, buddy. Paul George versus the three. Yes. He has not been lighting it up from deep the last couple of games. He's two of ten from the Mavs and Kings games combined. This isn't a real concern. We all know Paul George is an elite shooter. Um, mm -hmm. Should be taking, you know, ten threes a game. But it just it, it'd be nice to see him just torch the wolves from outside. And and in the preseason sense, that means going like three of four and just looking confident. And it's like, great, your time is done. Yeah, you got it. Let's do it. Um, what do you got in here? So I, I guess I'm I'm looking at Cat and I'm looking at Zoo yeah. if he plays. Yeah, no I'm, real news on that yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see kind of what that matchup is going to be like. I'm assuming... You know what? Either way, I'm not going to panic about it yet. I'm, I'm assuming that the shoulder thing is closer to a rest thing than like a worrisome injury. Yeah. Uh, but in any event, you know, like given the woes of the paint defense so far, <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm curious to see sort of how we're going to play cat. Um, yeah, I'm hoping and, it's physical for sure. Um, that's kind of how you just got to play cat. I think this game is going to be a nice test with D'Angelo Russell versus our defense, too. Um, he's not lacking in confidence as we all know. And he if he gets hot early, it can be kind of a nightmare for teams that can't contain slithery point guards, which the Clippers have had an issue with, and they brought someone in to help that, which is Eric Bledsoe. So it's going to be a nice test for Bled and for Reggie when Russell most likely looks for that switch. And yeah. another thing I'm going to be watching for is how the Clippers' defense reacts to Reggie getting ISO'd because that seems like something we'll see a lot during the regular season in terms of other teams. Because like our starting lineup, there's not a bad defender on it except for Reggie Jackson compared to all those other compared to all those other guys. Fair enough. Fair like, enough. I don't mean that like he's not a bad defender, but compared like if you're going to single someone out on this lineup, like we kind of talked about last year, it's going to be Reggie Jackson. So just seeing how the rest of the defense reacts to Reggie getting ISO'd, you know, will will be interesting to see. Um, and then I think it's just kind of process, right? Like I think we all just want to see good process. I don't really care about these results at all. Let's just like, let's just play some sound Clippers basketball. Yes, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Again, that game is in Ontario. I believe it'll be easier to watch than the than the game versus the Mavs, which was like impossible to watch. Um, yeah, let us know if you're going. Let us know if you uh, enjoy the time in Ontario. Coming up, we're going to be talking the freshies, the new guys, as well as Luke Kennard, who's a borderline new guy. But first, we got to give a shout out to the Sleeper app in 2018. The fantasy sports experts at Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won and lost based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. It made no sense and required very little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. 
In game pick, owners pick a single game per week for each started account towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. The days of losing because your opponent's players simply have more scheduled games to play in that week are over. The days of mindless busy work are over. The days of giving up halfway through the season because of that mindless busy work also over. In game picks, you pick one game per week for each player based on player matchups, home versus away, opponent defensive rating, pace of play, a whole lot more. Whether you prefer redraft, keeper, or dynasty, game picks has you covered. Sleeper cracked the fantasy basketball code. If you play fantasy football, if you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus daily busy work, you're going to love game picks. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. And after you got your Sleeper picks going, how can you watch some of these picks? You want to check out DirecTV Stream. Look, does this sound familiar? You got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place that means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again and the best part there's no annual contract what so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your tv together with direct tv stream you can learn more at directtv.com that's directtv.com don't forget compatible device required content varies by package all right, now that we have got our direct TV figured out as well as our fantasy basketball figured out, let's talk the freshies where every Monday we talk new-ish slash new Clippers. You know, sometimes it yes, changes. Yes, who's fresh? What's fresh? <laughs> the number one guy that I wanted to talk about today is Luke Kennard. Um, his performance on Friday should have any Clippers fan very excited. He has a clear role. Like, I, I think I said it on the Thursday episode. His role looks more defined in this preseason than at any point during the regular season last year. Like, things are being run for him, but not in a way where it's a detriment to kind of the rest of the offensive system on the court, which is great. Um, he looks fearless shooting threes. He hit an insane three over Porzingis against the Mavs. Um, five of six from deep in that game. He got to the line. Like, he had five free throw attempts. Love it. Which... I'm not saying he's going to get to the line a lot, but if we're running these little basket cuts for Luke Kennard, who in the grand scheme of the NBA is smaller than a lot of people, he's going to get knocked around a lot. And I think he's going to maybe get not a friendly whistle, but enough of a whistle that he's such a good shooter that him taking four free throws a game, love it. <laughs> like, yes. we're pretty much guaranteed to make three for the most part, right? So I'm just, I'm really excited to see what Luke Kennard can do. I wasn't, like, I didn't think that Luke Kennard wasn't going to have a breakout year this year, especially consider what happened last season. Mm -hmm. But these preseason performances have got me, I think they've raised my expectations for what we could see from Luke Kennard in a good way. Because it, like, there's good, it feels like there's it's more. It's an affirmation that things are moving in the yes, right direction. Yes, there's more tangible evidence this preseason that he feels confident in the system, that Ty Lue seems to have some stuff worked out. He already has Hartenstein and Kennard playing like they've played together for multiple seasons. Yeah. Um, which is a testament to Luke. Um, and Ty and Isaiah, obviously, but no Clippers fans, other than Terrence Mann, like he's, this is the guy who's going to have a breakout year. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so speaking of Hartenstein, yeah. should we just, should we talk Hartenstein? Like unclear sort of what that's going to look like if, and when they do end up signing him. They have to, I'm <laughs> firmly now on the train that missing out on Hartenstein. I don't know what his, like. 
he's an enigma, right? He's such a good passer. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. can very clearly move well. He can finish like he can run the pick and roll defense. Not terrible. Not obviously elite, but he's not, you know, like a stopper. Yeah. For sure. He can play well within a team like he understands like team defense. Well, oh, definitely. But, you know, he got interest from the Warriors. He opted out from being, you know, he was with the Cavs. He was with the Rockets. Like, part of me is wondering why this guy hasn't landed anywhere long term. Not a knock on him at all. I'm just genuinely confused. Based I mean, on I think it's seen. because of run, right? Like, just yeah. getting limited run. Um, That's a good call. Is going to limit your interest in, you know, like actual NBA right. minutes. So I, I think that that is definitely a hurdle that he's had to overcome. But. Mm-hmm. And he's buying a bunch of centers in Cleveland. Like, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like, that Yeah, that roster that he got any productive minutes out it's of It's kind of astounding, is, is, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of astounding. So I'm thinking, because he's shown this potential of being a, maybe he's a four and a half as opposed to a five, time will remain in terms of how much size he adds and stuff like that. Um, but the Clippers can't not, like, this fits their current plan, right, of, like, bringing in these young guys who have seemingly crazy upside like locking him up for multiple years i have no idea what his contract looks like i Mm -hmm. don't we don't know what like the length is gonna look like or even the money because i i think he should whatever hartenstein signs for i think we're all gonna be like he could have gotten more money in a different place maybe or like he will get more money but he's got to get locked up because he's either gonna end up being flippable at some point which this so i i think that front office looks I, i think that's the big thing too like regardless of how you feel about his fit and I think that, you know, it gives us a little bit more flexibility depending on what surges timeline. Yes, timeline which seems to be is. a little accelerated. But from in what any we event, yeah, you either have a serviceable kind of backup fill or you do have a very tradable kind of flippable asset. Yeah, it's like great young player who can maybe slot in behind Zoo, depending what happens with our center rotation after surge is gone next year or whatever. Or he's flippable. And the passing is great. He has chemistry with Kennard, which I think also helps the trade package aspect of this. Because Kennard's contract is a tradable contract. Oh, yeah. Like, if he's going to play really well, and and we're not saying you should trade Kennard, but we know what front office <laughs> that our players play for. Like, if there's opportunity there, they will be moved. And there's there's worse packages to have than Luke Kennard and the really young center who plays very well with Luke Kennard in the pick and roll. Yeah. Um, definitely. definitely. How many years do you want Hartenstein signed for? What can we even offer him money wise? Uh, I'm not sure. I'd, I'd have to actually take a look at the cap situation. I know I have it right in front of me. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, could you get him on like a two and one, something like that? I think. Well, I think he's never really had like a, a, a big contract lengthwise in the NBA. So I think if you're the team, you can kind of like, I mean, you could maybe just do three straight up. I hope it's longer I don't than think one. You're doing, I, I don't think out of a training camp deal, you're going to do three straight up without uh, an out. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, so team option on the third, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. I'm okay with that. Team Two option, or maybe they'd offer him a player option and be like, and if you don't like it, you can get, <laughs> you out, can of get out of here, buddy. Um, this is a question that we haven't really talked about yet. Brandon Boston Jr., perhaps the freshest of the freshies yes for the clippers he's had a fantastic preseason we love the story we've seen it showcased he can create off the dribble he's a beast he's going to outperform his 51st draft selection already has already has (laughs) what does his regular season role look like though 
Um, you know what I mean? Because that that's a very fair question in terms of development, in terms of all that. So I guess like, I answer that question with another question. Keora asks. <laughs> what does the fully healthy Clippers season look like? How many games is that? How yeah. many back-to-backs is it? Right. How many, you know, like consecutive five and nine road games yeah. or five and seven road games or whatever is that? Uh, so, I, you know, I think already being down one person, knowing that going into the season, you know, managing the health of Batum is going to be a, a point of emphasis. Paul George might play 70 games. Yeah, Paul, you know, Paul George, and they are going to um, sort of do what they can with him. Marcus Morris, whose health is, is he gonna play? still... Is he going to play the day that people are listening to this? Do we have any idea? Marcus Morris's health is still a question mark. So I think that there definitely is opportunity there. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're talking about when everybody's healthy, regular rotation minutes, I mean, much slimmer role, obviously. Right. But I, I think, you know, given sort of the flux around this season and some of the goofiness with like the scheduling and stuff, I think that there's benefit to having a player like that, especially who has the skill set of just being able to be uh, a scorer, just being able to hop in and, and you know, put some points up. I, I do think that there that he could see some minutes in sort of that if he can stay ready kind of role. More appearances or less appearances than Jay Scrub? Last season, I mean, Scrub was out for most of the season with a foot injury, so I would yeah, say more. Yeah, so you think more. Um I'm kind of wondering if he's usurped Scrub in the that role because, like, obviously, like it's position wise. I think that low on the roster, mm-hmm. it's I don't think it matters in terms of you know what I, like ranking dudes, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, so I th- I think I, I, I kind of I, I feel bad for Jay. I mean, Jay Scrub needs they both need the time, obviously, and Jay Scrub needs it because he's coming off of you know a like you said like a an injury recovery season, but. I mean, Brandon Boston Jr.'s shown more potential than any of the young Clippers guys, other well, than look, Shea man, like, in I, a I, minute, right? Like, like I, and I don't mean to, like, and I might keep, just be too hyped. I don't like, mean to, like, you know, keep bringing up the pedigree, but I mean, he played at a prestigious high school. Yeah, you know, went to one of the best colleges for like for a young player, and didn't have a great year there. Right, but I mean, like, the potential has been there since the draft. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was really just a question of. How can he adjust to coaching and how will he be able to bounce back from what is likely the first down year basketball wise in his life? Right. And maybe the most down year personally. Oh, for sure. Given yeah. everything else. Yeah. So it's like, I think, I think Brandon Boston is top of the heap on fringe minutes, guys, for the Clippers this year. Got it. And he should be. Gotta be. And I mean, <laughs> you know, we are already offered him the money. Like, I, you know. There's the potential is too great. There's clearly confidence, and a lot of times when the Clippers have <laughs> this insane confidence in a, in a draft pick, it you know I'm a lot more hesitant, <laughs> and I'm right. less I'm less hesitant in this one than I've yeah. been in a while. He's shown in, into a pick that hasn't just fallen into our laps. Exactly. Know? Yeah, he's shown more than you take Shea out of this conversation. That's what. Well, that's yeah. to me is a pick that kind of fell in our laps. Right. We had a lottery pick yeah he's shown more than yeah i mean i'm and it's exciting so really gonna be interesting to see what this looks like kind of in the middle of the season um you know when the we're really getting through that slog uh, away games and all that stuff yes man shout out brandon boston jr i also love one of my favorite things is like every clippers publication if it's two one three hoops if it's like russo if it's clip and roll like us clip set i love that we just 
that everyone in Clippers Nation just loves Brandon Boston. I mean, it's exciting. It's we, a gr- it's such a great feeling. It, it's I mean, he's a great story in a way that you know. I mean, he did fall so far. Yeah. Despite you know the body what, of work, forty six picks from that one mock draft. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Like despite the body of work leading up to it, and young players, I mean, are exciting to people who cover the team and the fan base in a way that's just a little bit different because there's yeah there's that much more of like an unknown type of quantity. A hundred percent. God. Again, shout out Brandon Boston. Uh, coming up, we're gonna be talking. Potential mixtape jerseys, which are a new thing. Um, Paul George wearing a, a t-shirt on date night, and then just lem- just being hyped that we don't have a certain player on our team. Uh, but first, we got to go shout out to Built Bar. Yes, we've all you've had Built Bars before, right? I have. What's your favorite Built Bar flavor? Uh, probably double chocolate. Double chocolate's very good. One's not enough. Single Look. chocolate's not enough. Hey, sometimes you have a tough week. Sometimes you need double the chocolate. Um, they also offer raspberry, mint brownie, uh, salted caramel, strawberry, orange. Whole mess of flavors. They are fantastic. Built Bar fans are passionate about their favorite flavors. If you really want to kind of get the whole shebangabang, check out the mix box. Two of each flavor. Mix it up. You know, change your change your week up. Have a good time. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're also very healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams sugar. And only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. Amazing flavors. All tasty. All healthy. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That's pretty cool. Be as fast as them. Yeah, cool time. Right now, go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. That's all cap letters, one word, to get 15% off your next order. One more time, use promo code LOCKEDON for 15% off at Built.com. Okay, so we're back with Jamie's, which is just kind of where we wrap up everything else. And so (laughs) City Edition jerseys might be on the way out. Mixtape jerseys. Might be the new thing to com- to celebrate the 75th anniversary of the NBA. These mixtape jerseys will pay homage to prior <laughs> uniforms, logos, and color schemes from each team's design history. So basically, wacky throwbacks yeah. is what these are. Yeah. I'm also like... I immediately... <laughs> what do you think of? I immediately think of the Blake Griffin uh, t-shirt with... Albert Einstein. Oh God, <laughs> that would be that's a mixtape. That buddy. would be too meta. Yeah, that is a mixtape right there. Um, but for the Clippers, if this is true, um, I also love that this report says these alleged mixtape jerseys. Like, it's like a weird. Um, this has to be a San Diego throwback one. I feel like I've been threatening. I've been <laughs> yeah. threatening to bring it out. The main reason I think this is going to be a SD one. Is because Balmer seems pretty kind of content and never paying homage to the period of time that Donald Sterling on the team. Yeah. Which I get that. It was not a fun time ownership wise or team reputation wise. However, there were some pretty tight jerseys. There were some reds. We liked it with the script. Anyway, um, give up on the red script. People want the red script, dude. I want the red script. So it seems like San Diego will get the nod. What do you think it's going to be? Do you think it's that old school with the big sweeping C for Clippers? Remember we like the way back in the day? Yeah, I, I'd be cool with that. Yeah. I also like like kind of the orange with like the little The blue? Yeah. And like the little logo. You know what oh, I'm talking yeah, yeah, about? Yeah. Where it's like the lightning bolt and the like little I know what you're talking dot. about. Yeah. Sure. Lightning you know bolt. What I'm and dot. Yeah. <laughs> uh Max Riza, who is the director of team operations for the Clippers, is toying with Clippers fans on Twitter with cryptic emojis. Uh, we tweeted this out and we're like, oh, maybe it'll be a red one. Maybe it'll be a nod to SD. And he's just giving us cryptic emojis. What are they going to be, Max? 
Let us know, buddy. No, Max, thank you for all the hard work you do. Um, Max also did a really cool series. I think it was during the off season of just kind of like his favorite stuff that kind of came through the training room, like uh, like player edition shoes. And oh, like, nice. They showed how they made like custom kind of like like pads for people, like knee pads and stuff. It was very cool. Uh, shout out Max Reza. Shout out the whole team operations over there at the Clippers. Um, Paul George and his fiance went on a date night per their Instagram. Seems like a good time. Paul George was wearing a Clippers t-shirt, which is great to see from a repping the squad perspective. Paul George and Kawhi very much rep the Clippers uh, kind of whenever they get a chance to. Why not? Which is sweet. But this begs the question. Probably get the year for free. <laughs> yeah. I mean, or I it's a write-off. Yeah. <laughs> They're just standing in line huh. paying for a Clippers t-shirt. Um, question. Could you get away with wearing a Clippers t-shirt if you were going on a respective date night? No, absolutely not. I don't think I could either. Unless unless Hannah and I were going to a Clippers game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have to be a real casual kind of thing. <laughs> It'd either have to be real casual or I'm at the point where I'm making so much money that a t-shirt, no one asks you why you're wearing that t-shirt. Or opposite. I've just given up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think I could wear the... Yeah, I, don't I wear think. the same Clipper shirt every day. <laughs> I got it all figured out, buddy. Yeah, I don't think... I don't, think I don't I waste my time thinking about clothes anymore. I'm Steve Jobs. <laughs> I'm too busy, yeah. Yeah, the new black turtleneck is just a Clippers t-shirt. Um, let us know at Locked on Clips if you think you could get away uh, wearing a Clippers t-shirt for date night. And this goes for either party in the date. Absolutely. This is not limited to, you know, one side or the other. Yeah, I don't think I could get away. I think if I showed up, I would maybe have to go hit a thrift store based on some direction. Like, let's find you another shirt, maybe a sweater to throw on. Would you turn it inside out? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> have the tag out and like the... Wear the shirt like pants. Well... Pants sh is a shirt. <laughs> yes, I would definitely do that. Um... And then signing off this Monday episode of Locked on Clippers, a game we come at you five days a week. Kyrie Irving just uh, as of 6.23 p.m., uh, October 10th, 2021, just is not going to play home games for the Nets. This is so wild. This is like unbelievable. He's man. just not. No, thank you. No, <laughs> he's half, literally saying no, thank you. <laughs> half of the games of the season I will not be playing. No, thank you. See you later. All because I do not want to get a vaccine. Um, won't this extend to the playoffs, too? Sure. Absolutely. I mean, he's going to cave. Is he? Maybe not. There's no evidence to show that he will cave. That's true. That is very true. Despite overwhelming evidence that getting a vaccine is just a good idea. Yeah. Um, I ju Just no real notes here, other than we're just happy that... <laughs> We don't have a Clippers player who's gonna miss half the year voluntarily. I'm glad. I'm glad they got it figured out because originally uh, at the start of me, little touch day, and go. It was a little touch and go as to what the vaccination <laughs> status was, but uh, I'm glad we got there. We got there. Uh, shout out the Clippers. Shout out everyone who's vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, come on, it's free. It's free. I love free shit. Give me two. Why not? I got the Johnson and Johnson, so I I got two of them. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I got half Moderna, half Pfizer. I came at it both angles. Um, I didn't. Please just get whatever vaccines you're supposed to get. Uh, anything else? Uh, rattling around the shavings drawer? No, nah, let's get the heck out of here. Let's get the heck out of here. Tuesday's episode recap of Clippers versus Timberwolves. Also excited. Shout out to Ontario, California. Twitter Tuesday. So send your questions into at Locked on Clips. We'll send a prompt over there on Twitter. And of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland will 
if someone were to ask you, where the hell can I listen to this G-Dang podcast? <laughs> What would you tell them? Well, let me tell you. You can check it out on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Lockdown Clippers. Mm -hmm. It works. Hey, if you wanted to help the show out, you could leave a rating or review over on iTunes or the podcast app. Regardless of where you listen, hey, five stars really helps us out. We mentioned it up top, but we do come at you five days a week, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. We would love to have your listen. We absolutely would. Aiden Liu kindly gave us a five-star review on Friday. Shout out to Aiden. He said, I travel for work, and let me just say, I couldn't do it without you guys keeping me entertained the whole way. What better way to kill windshield time than listening to my two favorite podcasters talk about my favorite team? I've never heard windshield time as a term for commute. Love it. Great pull. Adding that in, into my uh, phrase quiver as I like to say. Wish it was longer. Thanks for the great data content. You guys are the best. Thank you, Aiden. You're the best. Yeah, thanks, Aiden. You're a Clippers we really fan. Appreciate you rule. Um, we love all the Clippers fans. Thank you for listening to us. Uh, the season's almost here. We're ready. We're it's ready. upon us. It's upon us. We're ready to shock everybody who thinks the Clippers are somehow just a play-in team. We know they're not. I have been positive Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. And as always, we appreciate you.